Yeah, so you, I, I believe you, you just arrived back to town with Uncle Rupert. Did you head straight back to the, to the, to the farm? Uh, or let's, let's just say so. you're coming back in, like... you're coming back into town. The, you know, the, the day is, the day is pretty, pretty well over at this point. You've been, you've been trekking all over and going out to the traps was nearly, I mean, it's nearly a full day trip anyways. So it, it might even be, it might even be a little bit after dark by the time you get back. Sure. Maybe just with the you know the moon moon up enough so that so that vision's not an issue, but it's you know, it's it's getting getting nigh on towards bedtime unless there's something that you, you know, actively wanted to do that night before you turned in, or if you wanted to. No, I had nothing in mind. I think like we're calling it a day. Cool, Uncle Rupert's okay with that. His bones are old and tired. <laughs> All right, so uh, so yeah, you head back to head back to the farm and call it a day. You go to sleep. You wake up the next day. Sweet, <laughs> level up. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what level am I now? <laughs> no, unfortunately, you didn't have any bonus experience. Horrible nightmares that night. Something oh, something was missing. Um, okay, but we'll just get right to it. You you do wake up to uh, a different kind of nightmare as a matter of fact um you you wake up you know <clears throat> stretch sniff the sniff the air for the telltale signs of uncle rupert's toasty breakfast um and you don't smell it you don't smell any toast in the air um and you glance out your window i believe we established that you had a bedroom window and you see <laughs> yeah. uncle uncle rupert's actually standing out um at the edge of the fields with his hands on his hips. Uh, and he's looking a little bit stressed in the, in the early morning light. Um, what kind of crops does, uh, do you and uncle Rupert grow? Oh man. I, I don't think we established this. What kind of, I guess like corn. Mm, I'm going to say probably like a, a couple different things like corn and then like a little like vegetable patch too. Okay. So you got, okay. So he's, you know, for like, for like at home and stuff for all the, the, the flavorings, you know, the, the peppers and the tomatoes and the, the, yeah. Okay. Um, so he's, he's standing on the, at the edge of the, the cornfield and he, he looks like he's inspecting, inspecting, uh, you know, one of the, one of the leaves on the stalk of corn. And, uh, you can just tell from his, from his, um, posture, from his body language that, uh, something's. Something's definitely troubling him. He's not liking what he's seeing out there. All right, I'm gonna get dressed. I get dressed and go out to him. Okay, uh, you get out. Uh, he doesn't hungrily. He doesn't. He doesn't notice you're approaching. Uh, he seems. He seems preoccupied. Um, but as you get close, it's it's pretty obvious to you as well. Um, what's what's got him? What's got him so flustered? Um, you can actually even smell it in the in the air. There there seems to be like a fine like moldy powder over most of the crops moldy corn moldy. uncle rupert what's going on oh oh reese I, I i woke up this morning and i uh was getting ready to fix breakfast and and uh i just came outside to to turn the milk into butter and i i noticed that the corn is I, i've never seen anything like it i mean we've had you know pat you know you, you lose a plant or two every every year to some sort of fungus but it's it's like the like the whole field's been infected overnight. What it, you and you don't you have no idea what it is? I, it looks I mean it looks like normal, you know, corny or mold. 
I'm making shit up. Oh, corn mold. <laughs> corn, corn mold. <laughs> it's like cornmeal, but oh. moldier. Well, I mean, is there something we could do with it? Like, can we? Well, it doesn't. Uh... It doesn't seem to be too. I mean, the the plants haven't been damaged yet. But if we can't get away, if we can't, if we can't figure out how to how to kill the kill the fungal infection, it's definitely going to destroy our crops. And there's just there's so much of it already. Normally, it starts, you know, on one plant, and you know, you could just take that plant out. Maybe it's neighbors down and save the rest of the fields. I I don't know how it's got spread so quick. I cast Cure Wounds on the corn. <laughs> Unfortunately, you need uh, Cure Disease, which I believe is a level two spell. <laughs> Dang it. I get Detect Disease, but I <laughs> already detected it. <laughs> Uncle Rupert detected it before. Are they, <laughs> are they, is the corn showing any signs of uh, coming to life and attacking me? No. <laughs> the, corn, the, corn is, the, the corn seems to be behaving as normal corn for the most part. Okay, that's good. I should ask Uncle Rupert that in character. <laughs> Uncle Rupert, get away um, from the corn! <laughs> Watch out! It's the corn! So bad. A little too much tea last night. Um, yeah, no, it's the children of the corn you gotta watch out for. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Rupert, there are children in there. Uh, Uncle, well, yeah, the mold's uh, got me worried, uh, but that little blonde child's really freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> Anyways, we're just staring at some corn. Well, uh, Uncle, I mean, is there any way I can help? Is there anything I can do? Well, I reckon if we can, if we can get a, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 we can, we can handle this. It's just gonna take some. It's gonna take some elbow grease. Um, let's see. I'm not. I'm not sure I have enough, but I'm. I'm pretty sure I can whip up a, a sulfur-based fungicide concoction that we might be able to treat the treat the fields with and, and at least tamp some of this down, but I certainly don't have enough sulfur myself. Would you mind running over to the Amberdeen farm seeing if they got some spare? Sure, Uncle. I'd be happy to do that. Alright, in, um, in the meantime I'll start I'll start whipping up what what I got on hand. Alright, sounds good. Are you talking about whipping up breakfast or are you still talking about point Mold poison. Oh, you and your breakfast. Like, I'll whip up some. I'll whip up some toast when I get a chance. You little whippersnapper. All right. Uh, thanks, Uncle. All right. We head on out to the Amberdeen farm. Okay. Uh, you head off to the Amberdeen farm, which is just uh, the next the next farm over. I think I might be breaking breaking cannon here. I think the Amberdeen farm was actually on the far side of the village, but the uh, the other Amberdeen family. The little brother Amberdeen's right next door, <clears throat> um, and yeah, you uh, there's there's no one there. I mean, there's no one like out yet. They must still be inside sleeping in. Lazy, lazy punks. <laughs> so I go up and knock on the door. I guess. Sweet, you knock on the door, and uh, uh, Mister Amberdeen, the the owner of the of the farm, answers the door. Morning, Reese. What can I do for you? What's his name? Um, Mr. Amberdeen, Adam, really? <laughs> George, <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't have like Twitter that I can pick names from for characters. All right, all right, all right, all right. This name is George, Mr. Amberdeen. George, George Amberdeen. George Amberdeen. All right. Hey, hey, Mr. Amberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Amberdeen. I, I, um, well, I was hoping to get see if you guys had some sulfur. We needed to. We've got a little problem of some mold on our uh, on our corn, and 
Well, we're, Uncle Rupert's trying to whip up a fungicide to take care of it. Oh well, yeah, certainly. Let me uh, let me just head out to the barn. I, I think I've, I think I got some in there. Uh, and so yeah, he heads out to the barn. Um, and he takes a few steps and and pauses and and like kind of looks over at his own fields. And you can see that the same thing is all over his fields. And he says, "Oh, what in tarnations?" And he that that looks like exactly the same that thing that we have on our corn or fields. What what in the hell happened? I don't understand how this could be. I, well, I I mean, it normally doesn't spread that fast, does it? No, no, not a chance. I mean, you know, you get a you get it from time to time, but across an entire field like this, and you say that you say your uncle's fields are like this as well. Yeah, he he just woke up in the morning and they were all like that. There's no warning signs of it before today. This is an ill omen, son. I tell you, this is. This this is unnatural work. I mean, do you think we should go tell Father Cornelius? I'm not sure what the what the father could do about it, but I tell you what, maybe that uh, you know, maybe that witch hunter's onto some. Maybe there's a reason he came to this town. You think this could be some kind of curse? I mean, I don't know. There are some strange things that happen around here sometimes. But maybe we should go check out the other farms. Are there other farms, right? Yeah, there's there's. You know, like a half dozen or so um, farms, and then there's the, and then there's the one like ranch. So, so smash cut to we've gone and visited all the farms, yeah. and they all have. So, so you go, you go, light. you go, yeah, you go visit, you like stroll around town, and like, yeah, each each farm you come to, the the like whole family is standing out front, like you know, scratching their head, trying to figure out what on earth happened, and it looks like all of the crops in the entire village have been. You know, I mean, I mean, it looks like a pretty mundane, like normal kind of like mold infestation. It's just the it's just the breadth of it that's that's entirely unnatural. Um, and Uncle Rupert is is not the only one who's you know concerned about trying to clean it off. In fact, if 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 some kind of treatment's not you know made available quite soon, the entire the entire village might end up just having a hard time feeding itself come winter. Well. Like, uh, so, so, okay. So where am I, where am I at now? Am I like, I guess I'm, where do you want to be? Do you want to like mm, call a meeting? I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing like, yeah, you know, let's, let's say that, um, I think everybody's kind of like, every, everybody starts trying to gather like, you, you a little kinda, bit. You kind of started a little bit of a caravan. All the farmers end up kind of congregating together in the village square to try to like pool resources and figure out, figure out what they're going to do. And since I don't want to try to like voice act, a town, a town council. <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna do it like this. Uh, the, the, the bottom line is like pulling together all of the, all of the spare, um, um, like sulfur powder that can be used for to, to concoct a, a fungicide um, is hardly going to be enough to. I mean, there's, there's enough to maybe save one of the farms' fields. It's hardly enough for everybody. Um, so George Amberdeen's oldest son uh, you know i'm gonna stop making up people because i'm gonna start running out of names and space <laughs> in my notes <clears throat> george amberdeen himself uh volunteers to take his farm cart to the next town over um sulfur sulfur is something that is it's not expensive uh and it's and it's something that uh, a smith will have plenty of on hand and so he he's gonna he's gonna head over to the next the next town over, 
and uh, and hopefully bring back enough sulfur probably by tomorrow because it's going to be a full day, a full day's trek there and a full day's trek back. Um, and hopefully, hopefully the, the the farmers figure the only thing that they can they can do in the end is try to um, try to wash as much of it off as they can with with water and with brushes, and in the meantime, you know, use a highly diluted sulfide uh, wash to to try to save as much of the crops as they can, or or at least keep keep the keep it tamped down enough until uh, Mister Amberdeen can get back with with more. All right. Um, so is that what we're doing? So yeah, I mean, unless unless you unless you're gonna abandon ship, that's that's like well, that's that's the town's that's the town's activity. And Uncle Rupert would certainly appreciate your help because he's the only one on his farm. He doesn't have you know a lot of a lot of the farmers have have kids and wives even that come out and help and daughters getting in the mix even though they don't normally work the fields. Um, but Uncle Rupert's got got just you, so uh, it'd be a It'd be a pretty, pretty mighty big task to leave just on him. But if there is there, is there something else that you find more no, pressing? No, I, I mean, that's what I would do. That's what I would do is go help Uncle Rupert okay. with his deal. Okay. So, yeah. So your, your day is, is basically taken up with, with using a really, really diluted watery, like sulfur wash to, to try to wash and, and kill, uh, as much of the, as much of the mold as you can. Um, and when you, when you go and you check on the vegetable beds, the vegetable beds have, have the same thing. It's, it's like a, you know, a giant mold bomb went off in the air above the town and just on everything. Um, and right around three, well, the clocks don't matter, right? You know, right, right. Some, some, (laughs) sometimes shortly after midday, I gotta get my time periods right. Sorry. Um, sometimes shortly after midday, um, Henry runs by with with his little pup tugs trailing after him, and he he hollers at you and Uncle Rupert, and lets you know that Father Corn- Cornelius has called for a town meeting in the village square, um, right at the you know right at right at dusk, right after supper, right at dusk before the sun's all the way down, but you know right before sunset, or is dusk after the yeah. sun sets. All right, we're headed over there. Oh, well, okay, so we finish up, but yeah, let's go over there. Okay, so uh, when the sun's, you know, when the sun's 30, 30 minutes or so from the horizon, you and Uncle Rupert pack up, uh, pack up your tools and head to, head to the village square. Excuse me. Can't even cut that out. Burps are not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you get there and the entire, the entire village has turned out um, and... Father Cornelius Cornelius is not uh, not in attendance yet. You assume he's going to come shortly out of the out of the church. But you see that um, the stranger from the tavern before is in attendance, and he's um, talking animatedly with uh, you know with a group of villagers, you know, listening raptly to whatever whatever it is he's saying. I'm going to head over there, listen to what this guy's saying. Okay, so. Uh, so you get there, or you, you approach within within hearing distance, and uh, it sounds like yeah, you hear you hear one of the villagers ask him, "Hey, hey, hey, Harry, is 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 Flax Dixon? I, I heard I heard he once battled battled a demon. Is that is that right?" He says he says, "Ha, a demon? 
Flax Dixon has battled hundreds of demons. Let me tell you something. Nobody, and I mean nobody, knows Mr. Dixon as well as I. I've been traveling with him for three years now. Now, and even I don't know all of the details of his past. I've heard tell that he was, you know, I heard tell that he was born in a, in a nunnery to a nun who never felt the touch of a man. Mm-hmm. I know most people don't believe it, but they say that uh, by the time he was, he was 13, he had, he had figured out that uh, the, the head nun in that place was actually a demon worshiper. And he saved that. He saved all them women from from being led into into the deepest, darkest depths of hell. And ever since then, God had well, I suppose even before then, God had must have had his his blessing upon him for him to be born in such circumstances. But yes, oh sir, you have no idea Mr. Dixon has has done I mean it's just saved village after village after village. And he's just kinda yada 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 on like that, you know, spinning spinning yarn after yarn of of these uh, tall tale deeds of, of Mr. Dixon. So, so what else is going on? Like, what's like, what else are people doing? Like, are we just waiting around? Like, who else? Like, do I notice anything oh, interesting, or is everybody just kind of waiting? Well, it looks like it looks like all the all the farmers, all, like all the all the older men, are kind of clumped together, wringing their hands, looking looking stressed. All the younger people are most of the ones that are gravitating towards. Towards Harold, who's who's spinning the spinning the stories about uh, Mister Dixon, um, and just as you're just as you're looking around, um, Father Father Cornelius steps out of the church with flax sticks in at his side and addresses uh, addresses the crowd. Um, <laughs> good people of what's the name of this village? Auspice. Good people of Auspice. I I understand your stress. This is a, a dire time indeed for the for for our community, but I ask you to to have faith and and feel reassured with the fact that our our Lord has already sent us aid in this troubling time in the form of none other than the famous witch hunter Flax Dixon. And with that he kind of like, you know, steps back and, and gestures to, to Mr. Dixon, allowing him allowing him to, to take over. Uh, and Mr. Dixon steps forward and, and says, now I understand that you guys are in some trouble and I'm not gonna promise that things aren't even gonna get worse before they get better. There is an evil cloud over this village and that evil does not rise from nowhere, no sir. That evil is brought on by evil deeds done by evil persons. Is this Flax Dixon talking? Yes. Is that not what he sounded like before? Totally not his voice. <laughs> <laughs> what did he sound like before? He sounded like, oh, like, yes, I'm quite uh, yeah. great. Flex I do Dixon, kind of yeah. sucky. Yeah, see, I meant to make him Southern and I made him sucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's what you were going for. I was into it. All right, whatever. We'll cut that out. Let's uh, keep let, going. Let me try that again. <clears throat> yes, good people are... <laughs> Auspice. <laughs> There's a dark cloud over this village. And I tell you that these evil times don't... We can always re-record the other episodes. <laughs> um, All right. 
So Keep going. The, You're good. The bottom. The bottom. See now. Now I can't find the first one. <clears throat> the bottom line. Good. See, I'm. I'm totally lost. Where I'm like going for George Bush now. Bill Clinton. Someone from the South. Uh, yeah, man. This is this is hard. <laughs> yeah. Good people of auspice. All right, there we go. Southern, southern, southern gentleman. That's what I'm going for. Like, uh, what's his name? Francis Underwood. Yeah. Uh, the the bottom line, good people, is that there is an evil that has taken root in this area, and there are two things that I can promise you. One, that root, that that evil will be rooted out by yours truly, and. The other thing is, I don't even know what the other thing I don't know why I said I had two things. I only have one thing to promise you. <laughs> I will find that evil. I will root it out. And I will destroy it. Uh, what do you, what do you think is causing it? Asks a child in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what is the either. evil? What is it? Excellent question, child. <laughs> now, <laughs> vices come in all forms. But there is only one thing that can explain what's happened to this town in this this night. And that, my friends, is witchcraft. Somebody is making packs with evil beings to try to procure power for themselves. Now, it may be beauty that's tempting them. It may be eternal life. It may be health. It may be wealth. It may be greed, it may be passion, it may be love that they seek, but whatever it is that they're, that's, that's tempting them into this evil, I can assure you, it is not worth it. And I promise each and every one of you that if you face this temptation and you do not stay strong, it will be your downfall. You must stay strong, good people of auspice. You must resist that temptation. And if you see your neighbor doing something that doesn't seem right to you and you keep your tongue quiet, you hide that tongue between your teeth and you don't speak out at that evil which you witnessed, then you, sir, are no better than the witch himself. You must report to me or Father Cornelius any activity which you see that does not strike you as being right, does not strike you as being just, and together... We will get this town right again and make sure that you can thrive like you were meant to. Uh, Any other questions from the peanut gallery? (laughs) Uh, What? This is as Reese. What? um, Well, so what should we do about the plants? Well, it's my understanding that uh, one Mr. Amberdine has gone to the... Did I I have a name for that town? (laughs) No. I didn't didn't write anything down. I'm going to call it Southton. I don't know. Do you have have a name for it? What what should we call it? Southton, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Now, it is my understanding that uh, one Mr. Amberdeen has gone to Southton to uh, retrieve a, a chemical solution to help treat those plants. But I assure you, even if we can, even if we can save the crops, the... The evil that will befall this town, it, it'll just come in another form. It will not stop until we have found the source of that evil and we have put it to the torch. So, what can we do? That is an excellent question, sir. And the answer is, we should do our work. And like I said, you should watch your neighbors. Because I tell you, 
every time you cannot you cannot just assume that just because you've known someone for a long time they are who you think they are people change sometimes people fall into wicked ways little by little step by step which is why your father Cornelius here is always preaching to you to be so vigilant in your own selves in your own lives and in your own work so that you don't fall that way so stick to your work say your prayers and keep an eye out for anything suspicious and if you see anything you report it immediately to me or father Cornelius do you think anyone else in the town would have any other questions for him? This is kind of the, the, the forum for him to really kind of introduce himself to the town. It can come from you or it can come from anyone. Oh, jeez. I think I'm getting his voice down now. <laughs> no, I guess not. I mean, he's pretty like, seems pretty clear on what we're supposed to do. But I think Reese is left feeling a little bit kind of like, okay, that's great. But like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. Okay, so uh, you know, as as close as close as this whole meeting happened to dusk and people needing to get home, um, it's starting to get dark. And uh, Flax, having exhausted the questions of the crowd, says, "Now the the light's fading, and I know you good people need to get to your homes, and so I won't hold you any longer." And as he's as he's just getting ready to to sign off, a a eerie howl that's like half howl half screech uh like just kind of pierces the night from the like not like from the distance but not like way out in the woods like it sounds like it's coming from somewhere in the town and and flax like stops short and and turns behind him it's coming from somewhere uh behind the church uh which is out in the direction of I think her name was Sarah. Hold on. <laughs> the ranch. Oh, the lady who raises sheep? Yeah, yeah. I gave her a name. Hey, you said it's Sarah. Is, did I say Sarah? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, all right. So, uh, so, so yeah. So, screech? Flax, Do I recognize it? I mean, it, it, no, it, so, it sounds like a howl, oh. but it's it's got like a weird, like like maybe someone's screaming and there's some kind of like a weird vibe hound type animal howling at the same time but it's 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 eerie and and shrieky and unnatural and uh flax dixon like he cuts off mid-sentence uh and like turns over his shoulder and and says you know get your women and children into your homes harold you're with me let's go and he like takes off towards the sound i'm gonna follow him Okay. Uh, yeah, you are you are not the only one. Um, it seems like most of the most of the town is sending like you know the, the moms with the women and children, or the moms to hustle the children into the like towards their homes, maybe with one of the one of the older boys with them. Um, but a lot of a lot of the men are are also moving moving that direction as well. Um, the howl like the howling and 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 screaming like sounds for a little while um but by the time you guys have gotten past the past the church and and out towards the ranch it's it's gone it's gone uh it's gone quiet um is there any uh, flax it, oh. sorry, go ahead i was gonna say like i was gonna look around and like try to try to figure out if i could track it or something or if there's anything to well track. it's 
Yeah, I mean it's 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 getting dark. You guys haven't you guys didn't find it find I mean you guys haven't found, you haven't found it. What haven't you found? I don't know. You haven't found it. <laughs> um, so so yeah, you guys you guys get out there. Flax Flax is is leading the way. Um, torches just kind of appear out of nowhere in the hands of of the village men because you know when village men get together and turn into a mob, that's what happens, right? Torches just appear. Uh, so you guys can so you guys can see somewhat. Um, and yeah, so so you guys you guys get to you guys get to the you get to the ranch, and um, the the very first thing that you guys notice is that the fence that normally holds the you know like the the pasture fence has been has been torn down at least in in one part, um, and there's just like a completely like decimated corpse of a sheep. I mean, it looks like it's been like torn apart or cut apart, but it's it's in you know it's like pieces strewn all over the place. Freaky. Yeah, super. And uh, what's Flax doing? Uh, Flax Flax kneels down. So so yeah. So Flax like when he's when he's running, he he throws his he throws his cloak back, and you can see that he has he has a a hand cross, like a light crossbow and a, a rapier that he carries. I believe I said that before. Remember? Yes. Um, um, so he, he, he's got his hand like on, on his, on his crossbow. Um, and he kneels, he kneels down and, and looks at the sheep, uh, and then, and then stands up and he takes, he, he grabs a torch from one of the, one of the mob. <laughs> um, and he says, this is, this is no safe place for you gentlemen. This is uh this is true evil afoot. This was no mere beast that did this. And he he kind of like he he kind of like gestures and and holds the holds the uh the torch up to the the side of a of a it's not it's not a not a barn but like a like a, a shack that that what do they call it? like a, like kind of like a lean to, you know, it's uh-huh. like like three wall three walls and a roof that that the the like food and some, you know, they do some of their, their butchering under and stuff, but he holds, he holds the, he holds the torch up to a nearby, a wall near where the fence has been torn down. And, um, all of these like strange marks, it looks like some kind of weird writing apparently written in the sheep's blood is like scrawled all across the wall. I don't recognize it. Do I? No. no it's strange. Strange know, symbols. Do you, do you read demonic? <laughs> no. Uh, cool. Oh my gosh! Like, what, Flax? I mean, Mister Dixon, what are you gonna do about this? Are you gonna chase down the demon? Oh, this was no work of a demon, son. This, like I said, this is witchcraft here. Now, somewhere, and he's as he's as he's speaking, he's he's like scanning. He's scanning the horizon. He's kind of like shielding his eyes from the from the um glare of of the torch, and he's he's looking out towards towards the woods and he points there and everybody of course looks to to see where he's pointing um and on a a rock that's kind of like cropping out from um uh, like an outcropping rock at the edge of the forest there is there stands a it looks like a hound it's it's a massive it's a massive beast a big you know, a great big dog, essentially. Um, but it's it's glowing a kind of orangey red. 
um, which makes it stand out quite quite clearly on on the horizon. And uh, he says, a witch's familiar can can take on extra powers after certain rituals. Now, slaying that beast is definitely something that I'm interested in doing, but it's slaying the witch, him, him or herself, that's going to really rid this town of this evil. And even as he says that, like, the the hound, like, darts back off into the woods. And he says, Now, I'd love to slay that beast tonight, but uh, that is not in the cards. We are going to have to be a little bit more thoughtful in our pursuit of that beast. Charging recklessly into the woods after a creature like that in its current state is not something that all of us are likely to survive. Wuss. <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> I, yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to run after that thing. I'm, I'm watching this guy to see what he does. Like, do, can I look for any... So was it clear that the beast was the thing that, I mean, the the beast was the thing that uh, attacked the sheep, but like something made the symbols too. Are there any tracks or anything that I can follow? Um, make a survival check. Nope. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like t- to be fair, it would have been really hard to spot tracks anyways. It being, it being dark and like, you trying to do it through a mob of curious, scared farmers. Yeah. Maybe like three parts scared, one part curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so what's how is is the was Flax kind of sh- shutting it down? Is like, yeah. So F- Flax says, Good people, I need you to return to your homes, bar your doors, keep your families safe. I assure you that letting this beast go for now is not the same as letting this evil run free in your town. Protect your families, and we will get to the bottom of this as soon as possible. Okay. And uh, people people seem inclined to, to follow his lead for now, and people are kind of grumbling and also probably worried about their, about their own families who are, you know, essentially home alone. And so um, people, start, people start drifting off. Okay, I'm going to start... Well, I'm I'm gonna like kind of hang back for a second and see like is no I want to be I, I guess I want to go I guess I'll go but like I want to try to even see where he's going kind of as as you as you like start to wander off he actually walks up and and kind of grabs on your sleeve and says hold stay here for a moment please oh, I'd like okay. to talk to you oh okay what what did you want to talk about so he says oh just you know wait wait a moment. So he, he kind of waits. He kind of waits till the people drift off until it's um, just you and and just you and Harold, I guess, are the only the only people left. And he says, "Now, Reese, I, I, I finished speaking with Father Cornelius earlier today, and uh, I'm afraid I I'm afraid I may have given you I'm I'm afraid I may not have given you the credit you deserve." So uh, Father Cornelius explained that you are one of the most accomplished and well-respected woodsman in this village, uh, and I fear that uh, the the blessings that our Lord has bestowed upon me sometimes can lead me to confuse faith with arrogance. Now, if 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 the Lord saw fit to to provide assistance for me in the form of a of a young man as competent as yourself, then it would be mere arrogance and pride for me to turn that away. 
And not only that, it would be sheer foolishness to reject help that our Lord might seem to might see fit as to provide me because I may very well need it. So I was I was hoping that I might uh, enlist your aid a little bit above and beyond that of the rest of this town. Well, thank you. Yes, I I spent a lot of time ranging in the woods, hunting and collecting furs, and I just trying to take care of Uncle Rupert. Uh, and that's that's precisely what I'd like to talk to you about. Now I understand that there may or may not be some hermit type, some. Ivan, who might be living in these woods, have you ever come across anyone living out by themselves? No, I've I've never seen anybody out there, but I've heard the name before, but nothing more than that. Well, I tell you, there is there is certainly something threatening this village, and if we do not act, this village will be doomed, and I, for one, refuse to see that happen. So, let me ask you this. If someone or something had some home hidden out in those woods somewhere near this village, can you think of any place where it might be? And to clarify, you are absolutely allowed and encouraged, this is out of, out of character now, um, to create a, a place. I mean, it, like the the woods, the woods, you know, and, you know... Um, I guess if you had to, if you had to imagine a place or I don't know, I'm saying it wrong. So like, you know, role playing, like if, if there was, if there was a place in the woods where someone was going to hide or was going to try to like seclude themselves, like where would that be? And it doesn't have to be a place that you've already visited. It can absolutely be like, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to make up. Mm. Well, it's, it's hard for me to imagine somebody living out in the woods i mean the best that i know it's dangerous and i always try to not stray too far beyond well i I don't stray at all beyond beyond the river um i mean the only thing i can think of is is somewhere somewhere between where what am i trying to say (laughs) it's all right you don't even have to do it in character ways if you don't want (laughs) <laughs> so I think I what came to mind was like there maybe there's a area of the forest that like no animals go and so I've never gone there and it's also it's like rocky terrain so I've like there's like no reason to like go over there it's like kind of like a, a steep kind of like a steep hilly area that there's no reason to go up there because it's bad hunting and it's hard to get around, but it's the only area that I have never really bothered to explore because of those reasons. Okay. And, and where, where would that be relative to the town? So I don't have a map, but I think what I remember is I have, (laughs) I can, I can, well, I know I can't text you a picture of this map because it has stuff that you haven't seen. But um, well, the 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 so go the, around to like if, a clock because I think like northwest is where the fire started, right? The yeah. So the the fire started yeah, basically north northwest of the town, and then directly north of that is the the half dome with the forest spring that the animals avoid, and then that stream flows northwest again until it meets the river. And then the river kind of flows northeast, but generally east from there. 
um, eventually spreading out into that, into that big swamp. Um, and then, so, so everything, everything like directly North of the town is basically blank on, on my map. Um, but then North East of the town is where you ran into the cockatrice Yeah, in those hills. And those hills extend all the way kind of from the Northeast to directly East. Um, and then everything, everything, the, the road from the town goes straight west, but then basically everything like directly east, everything south of like straight east-west, if that makes sense. Yeah. It has been unexplored in our narrative, which does not mean unexplored, just yeah in our narrative. So the, the most likely place for, I mean, you know, I mean, just saying as far as like hilly, inaccessible, no... um you know, not, not good hunting, like the hills to the east have kind of already been established as such. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that like a little bit beyond where I was, where I was before I could eat, we could even sort of kind of, I mean, in, even in a way like the, um, like, like retconning it, like I had never, I don't, I can't remember what we said, but like I had never really been in those hills before because you never really explored the hills over there. Because, yeah. Yeah. Why would yeah. I go over there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hills. Yeah. So like the hills straight east east of the town. You know, it's an area that I've never explored. I've I've been around the forest to the north and to the northwest. I know it pretty well and I've never seen anybody out there. What about what about a place that's not easily accessible? Like uh, a lot of times witches like to hide themselves in, you know, uh islands or or uh between you know in in if, if you've seen a, a a grove of trees that's perpetually misty i mean something that's just kind of discouraging to to scare you off well there is there is a a spring in the woods that no animals go near i don't know if that's the kind of thing you're looking for hmm. normally witches find themselves drawn to animals or Witches find animals drawn to them, so to speak. Their companionship with with the beasts of the world is is kind of part of their mo, their modus operandi. Well, I'm sure there are lots of places to hide back in the hills. I mean, some of that land is hard to get through and rocky, and there's no there's no good hunting out there or anything. Well, Reese, I. I hesitate to ask you this. It's uh, not in my nature to ask others to put themselves at risk. But uh, if I could have you, if you would be willing to poke around as safely as possible in some of those more isolated areas in the wilderness, just to see if you can find any any hints of somebody possibly hiding out out there while I continue my investigation here in town, I think maybe between the two of us, we can we can rule out all possibilities and eliminate any places for this evil being to hide and finally put this thing to rest. What kind of evil being do you think I might find? I mean, what could a, a witch do? It seems pretty spooky. <laughs> Indeed, I, I, I hear the fear in your voice and it's rightly placed. It's it's no no easy thing to to face a wielder of witchcraft. Uh, one of the most common things that they do is call animals to their aid. 
which is familiar is never one to be estimated, underestimated. And uh, that large, fiery-looking hound is certainly dangerous enough, but uh, may not be the only thing that comes to the witch's aid when he or she calls. Uh, something is something as innocent seeming as a mouse can still deliver a death blow when it's carrying a plague brought upon it by the by the witch. You must absolutely be careful, and I am not encouraging you to face any such danger alone. Just look for signs. And if you find something, we will we will face it together, I assure you. Okay, I, I suppose I could do that. I mean, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help the town. If you if you are not comfortable, sir, I'm, I, I don't want to push you to do something that you are not willing to do. I just, you, you've asked before if you could help, and I felt like I didn't give you due credit based on the words of Father Cornelius. And I wanted to make sure that my pride wasn't getting in the way of my judgment, that's all. Of course I'll help. Excellent. Excellent. Uh well I'll be I'll be staying at the at the tavern. If you come across anything, this here is Harold. You you call him you call him Harry if you want. Uh you let him know or you let me know or you let Father Cornelius know. And uh yeah, I I, I if we can share our information, I like I said, I think we can I think we can get to the bottom of this hopefully before anything more valuable than a sheep get hurt. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, I will bid you good night. I have my own preparations to make. All right. All right. It's All right. nighttime now, right? So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely nighttime now. So yeah, he uh, he heads off, and that's uh, yeah. What are you doing? You gonna go up into the woods right now? Go explore at night? No. Nope. Explore those hills? Nope. At night? <laughs> no. In the, in the direction in the direction that the the fiery dog went. No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm going home. I'm going home to rest and get ready for the big day tomorrow. Cool. All right. So you go home, uh, and yeah, you fall asleep. <laughs>